1: This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
0: Honestly, I'm not asking much. I don't like to camp. I'm not a camping guy. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to see my reporter in an igloo. Just do it from your hotel room then.
2: It does look, convey. Look, it's snowing behind me. It's freaking cold. It does convey the severity of the matter. The igloo does. Yeah, the igloo. It's like, man, this guy's in a freaking igloo out there. I
0: don't know, man. I look around the rest of that field. You got a bunch of reporters around. Is see anybody else in an igloo? You're not a camping guy. I, I mean, I went, cam- I went camping when I was a kid, and once. And my father. So far, we are just engrossed. Yeah, I know. The one time. Once. Forty years ago. It rained. <laughs> it rained like hell. The we could not start the fire on Saturday night. My father took a can of gasoline, poured it over the wood, and then lit matches and started pitching them at the fire. Ooh. It went out. He's like, and he's he's doing it. Let me show you how we used to do it in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's pitching that like, translates well to the wild. Lit matches at it. It goes up. <laughs> Ten seconds. Ordered pizza. <laughs> 100% accurate. I'm not a camping guy. Are you a camping
2: guy? No. Yeah. No, I'm not. I, it's it's a lot of work. If I'm going to be going away, and I respect those who are into it, but like if I'm getting some time away, I don't want to work. I I, I agree. spend so much time working normally. I When I go away, I want to be pampered. I'm very soft. Agreed. I like the idea of just everything being taken care of. I walk into the resort. They have drinks ready. Hey, I don't have to do anything for the next three days. That's yeah. what I want. I want to do nothing
0: camping is doing a lot <laughs> the extent of what i want to do is reach my wrist out so you can put that little bracelet around it that indicates that i have gone all inclusive
2: yeah exactly like they come up and it's like would it be more champagne or now that it's noon are you going to be switching over to a cocktail oh what a decision <laughs> uh you're supposed to do that for me yeah Bring them both.
0: i both <laughs> i'm not a handman hey, are you a camping guy
3: no no I've only done it when I was like in the Boy Scouts when I was in second grade, I think. Yeah.
0: Okay. No. I don't see. This it. is a soft show. Really, really is. throw that
2: out there. Well, they're not around right now. I'm assuming he's he's not camping guy. I, I mean, this is a camp.
0: little in the weeds here, but I would go on Survivor. So I would I would try to brave the elements, you know.
2: See, oh, I, you'd go on the show the that show millions Survivor. of people watch yep. that had launch
0: on. a career and you know, uh, Potentially yeah. make a lot of money in yeah. endorsement opportunities of, and appearances. Noble. Yeah, very noble. Very noble. Way to dig deep there. Yeah. You're you I'll tell you, you know what you are? You're a hero. I don't use that word lightly either. That's how Rambo got his start. Exactly. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. It is Mahomes on the road for the first time in his playoff career, and it is in Buffalo this weekend, Sunday evening, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, against the Bills. Jordan Poyer, the Bills' safety earlier appearing on the pat mcafee show talking about the prospect of facing the chiefs yeah exciting times you right um home game playoff
3: game divisional against the chiefs man it's uh it's great times out here we know the fans are excited we're excited just uh another opportunity to go out there and play um you know game that we probably had circled on our calendar for a long time want to get back and play and play a play another home playoff game at the crib um you want to you want to be the best you got to beat the best so uh you know with are a good football team we're a good football team good football team is gonna be
0: fun man we're really excited I'm worried about all the Bills' injuries that continue to pile up. This is getting more and more problematic for them. The number right now is at uh, Buffalo by two and a half. Joe and I, as part of the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, have both taken the Chiefs in this situation, even though you'd rather have the field goal there. But at the same time, uh, I really wonder if, while the Bills have fought injuries all season long and they have gotten to this point, there's got to be a breaking point at some point for them.
2: They are going to need the very best out of Josh Allen. That's what this game is going to be. This game is going to be two teams that have issues that are going to lean on their superstar quarterbacks to make the superstar plays to advance in the playoffs. That's what it comes down to. If you're Allen, this is it, man. This is it. All the history of this team getting the better of you, of coming up short in the playoffs, of the struggles during the regular season, it's gone. You got a chance to erase a lot of that right now and build all types of positive mo heading into the AFC Championship game, likely against Baltimore. But that's if you get through this. You got to cut down on the turnovers. I would expect Allen to run for, I don't know, maybe 80 yards in this game. You don't think he's putting his body on the line in this game? No, yes, he is. This is not one of those, hey, Josh, we need you to protect yourself. We need to think big picture. You got to get down. Allen's coming into this game saying, to hell or high water, we are going to beat this team. If not now, when? That's a phrase we've used for Kyle Shanahan this year. It's a phrase we used for Lamar Jackson to finally get it done in the playoffs, and it's what we're going to use for Josh Allen against the Chiefs. If not now, when? The opportunity is as good as it's going to get. Yes, there's some adversity. Yes, they have more rest than you. Yes, you have more injuries than them. Go make one more play than Patrick Mahomes. Here's how good you are
0: at your job. When you say that about Josh Allen, it makes me go to ESPN bet
2: immediately. And it makes me look. What is the number on Josh Allen rushing? The yards rushing the yards hands. historically that has been a very good bet. Allen in big games, and it's tough to quantify big games when you go back and look historically. But big games for Josh Allen, he runs more. And you saw it last week. He had the rushing touchdown. He had the huge scramble. He is going to run in this game. The question is whether or not he has success with it. Do you, it, you already the know Chiefs what you are going to have to defend is? it? I'll dig it up. Why don't you go ahead and fill it? No, no, for no. Me I have it moment. in front
0: of me. Do you know what it is right now?
2: I would guess somewhere. Off the top of my head, high 40, low 50.
0: 42 and
2: a half. Oh, 42 and a half. Your boy likes the over then. Yes. Your boy likes the over based on that gut prediction. But
0: this is the point. You can talk me into it so fast. I don't know. It's just because I'm a sucker sometimes. It's a lack but of self-control. It, not, but you, it's a
2: lack of self-control. Fair. It was half a sentence and you were already bringing up the app ready to fire a bet. Absolutely I could true. have been making all that information up too. You had no idea whether or not I was being truthful or Well, but or that's honest. why you're amazing at your job. You're a salesman. <laughs> you could go
0: on television right now and tell me everything that is an absolute lie. Did you know that on Sundays in January, when the temperature is lower than 31 degrees, Josh Allen has never rushed for less than 158 yards?
2: Did you know that? You give me, Sold. You give me two minutes, I'll have Carlin bet on the Jaguars this
4: weekend. Click. Like,
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Where's the Jaguars futures? Meanwhile, talking about...
0: Reckless and lack of self-control. How about this take from Greeny? He's
4: got to beat him. He's 0-2 against Mahomes in the playoffs. He's finally got him in his own building this weekend. He's got him at a time where his team is hot and the Chiefs look more vulnerable than they have at probably any point since their run began. This is it for Josh Allen, Hembo. So that's why when I say he has more at stake than anybody else, what I mean is he vaults himself into the immortal discussion if he wins this week.
0: Now he's being ridiculous. Immortal is not the word to use there. Josh Allen does not put himself in a mortal until he wins multiple Super Bowls.
2: Immortal is quite, quite an achievement. You better be Dan Marino if we're talking about immortal. Do you even get to be immortal if you're Dan Marino and you haven't won a Super Bowl? In this day and age, no. See, that's the thing. Even yeah. Danny Miami, who, yeah. by the way, is like the only guy historically whose numbers com- compare very favorably with everyone playing in the modern day. Yep. Like he, he back in the early 80s, he was putting up these video game numbers. Yep, absolutely yeah, Immortal, true. I think we have one. We have Mahomes. Right. If there's an immortal category in this video game, Mahomes has achieved that level. He has unlocked that level. I don't know if there's anyone in this postseason going for that, is there? Uh, not really. Not at that same level, I don't think. Mayfield? You 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 indulged it for a fraction of a second. I saw your eyes go up and then immediately they went to me and you were like, No, that's quit wasting my time. No, that is
0: me <laughs> indulging you for half a second, not indulging myself. That was for basically
2: half a the I'm not gonna slap you now. Right. But I may lean over in a few seconds. Depending when, on the HR consequences.
0: <laughs> at this point, like seriously?
2: Mayfield is the first one I go to. Although, a lot to gain. I think about the contract he's going to sign this offseason. He's playing his way into a nice deal. He has a
0: lot to gain, but Greeny used the phrase most at stake. I would argue that Allen is most to lose as opposed to most to gain this weekend in particular.
2: It feels like if Lamar Jackson loses, he's going to catch a lot of hell on Monday.
0: Yeah. That one We had the pressure discussion throughout the week.
2: You think Josh Allen, if he loses, he's going to catch a lot of hell? Yeah, it's going to be, look, dude, if you couldn't win that one, the only way to avoid it if he loses is to just play otherworldly and you lose the game 41-40 and it was just the defense couldn't get a stop at any point. I don't see that. I don't think anyone sees that being the game script for this weekend, given what these two teams have shown. But if you lose a game like that, it's going to be real tough to come in Monday and be like, Josh Allen's a bum. Well, I mean, he threw for 450. He ran for 100. He's total five touchdowns, he had no turnovers, why is he a bum? Defense couldn't get a stop. That's highly unlikely, but that would be the only scenario where they lose and we we aren't going after him. Carlin versus Joe,
0: ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. All right, so we're talking about Allen, we're talking about Mahomes, but there are two quarterbacks this weekend who could completely rewrite the narrative on their careers, and it's not those two, and they're going head-to-head. It's next, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
1: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast
4: on ESPN Radio.
2: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI... To connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
3: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play.
1: Garland versus Joe. Pizza money alert.
3: Pizza, pizza.
2: Okay, couple pizza money player props for you in the Detroit-Tampa Bay game. Detroit, really good run defense, lousy pass defense. Six and a half point favorite over Tampa Bay. I think you get where I'm going. Tampa Bay is going to have to throw in this game. Either they're going to be trailing and they're going to throw the entire game, or they're going to be leading, but the only way to lead is to be throwing because you're not going to be able to run. So, Baker Mayfield over 255 and a half passing yards, and Chris Godwin over 59 and a half receiving yards. Again, the Lions' strength is their run defense, their weakness is their pass defense. Tampa knows this. I don't think they're going to screw around and waste downs trying to run the ball in a futile attempt to pick up one yard, two yards, and find themselves behind the sticks. Mayfield, over 255 and a half passing yards. Chris Godwin, over 59 and a half receiving yards. Uh, my friends, when you are trying to find quality candidates,
0: all the searching, screening, and interviewing can become a job itself. You need Indeed the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to interview, screen, and hire quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit.
3: Two former number
2: one picks will face off as the Bucks head to Motown.
1: Touchdown. Touchdown pass number four for Baker Mayfield.
5: Just talking to some of those Rams guys, they said it was the loudest thing they've ever heard. So we've got to be completely ready for that, but it shouldn't be
3: a surprise to us. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Well, He didn't come in here as the number one pick with all the expectations on his shoulders. We just asked him to drive the car. The car was built.
5: When that clock starts, turn into savages.
0: The guy deserves a ton of credit with what's going on. He really does. And I I think in a lot of ways it started in Los Angeles last year with the Rams. Remember that Thursday night game, the Kemba game against the Raiders, uh, when Baker Mayfield came off the bench, had been there for basically a day and a half, and all of a sudden he lights up the Raiders and leads them back. Incredible story. Not a good look for the Raiders. No, it was not. But there have been many not-so-good looks for the Raiders. More uh, on brand
2: for the Raiders, if anything. Uh,
0: Yeah, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. But this week, Baker Mayfield is facing the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Now, he had this to say, or rather, C.J. Gardner Johnson had this to say uh, about preparing this week. Uh, This is from the Detroit Free Press. This group is probably one of the better groups we've faced all year besides the Tampa group. If you give that Tampa group a good quarterback, that's a great group. Mm. Evans, Godwin, Russell Gage. Russell Gage. That's a great group. I played against them for real. That was when they were getting ready for the Rams. Yeah. As you would imagine, Baker Mayfield was asked about it this week, and Baker Mayfield had this response. If I can... Hit the right button.
5: Um, I don't think he's really watched film because uh, he mentioned Russell Gage. You know, we love Russell, but Russell hasn't played a snap all year for us. Um, he must be going off the preseason stuff that the media was talking about. But he didn't play our first game, so I'm excited to see him. I think he's a really good player. Um, he has been for a while, and he's been an impactful guy on every team he's been on. So he, he's uh, he's a good player, but, yeah, he's got to do a little bit more film study.
0: You know what you got there? maturation in smacking another player around from from Baker Mayfield. He did it in a much more respectful
2: way. That was savvy, really savvy, because he had the ultimate burn in response, and if it ends on that, he's already won. No one's going to look at that and be like, C.J. Gardner-Johnson got the better of him. No, 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 Mayfield won. But then on top of it, he goes on to play the high road, and he gives him the compliment, says all the nice things, shows you leadership, shows you maturity. It's exactly what you'd want. There's a little bit to what C.J. Gardner-Johnson's saying, though. Did you beat a really bad Eagles team? Did you look good against a team that quit? Are you capable of doing that again? Because if you look at the last three games, they played a matchup against the Saints in which they struggled. They got busted up bad at home. And then they won a 9 nothing game against the Panthers to close out the season, win the division. They come into the playoffs. They look very good against Philly, but how much of that is Philly being trash and how much of that is Tampa Bay being really good? You can't take anything away from Tampa. It's just... Are we maybe overvaluing them and Baker Mayfield a little bit going into this game? That crowd noise is going to be a factor. That lion defense is going to be a factor. That lion defense will not roll over and die like Philadelphia.
0: No, they won't. They won't. They're not very good, but they won't. And the one guy that you know is very good is Aiden Hutchinson. That dude makes his presence known all the time. Now, all of that How aside, about the
2: fact, real quickly on him. Yeah. Jacksonville passing on him? Oh, my God. For Trayvon Walker? I don't hear Trayvon he's Walker's an okay player. name ever. I'm yeah. not saying he's not doing well. He might be doing okay, but you never hear he's his name. He's not Aiden Hutchinson. And Aiden Hutchinson is an impact guy every single week. Like, you watched the game against the Rams last week. He was impacting two-thirds yeah. of the plays. Yeah,
0: Trayvon Hawk- Walker's been a nice player. But that's one of those things where you get so caught up in galaxy everything brain. else. Yeah. It was galaxy brain in Jacksonville. It was so silly. Anyway, that aside... You look at the quarterbacks. I feel great for Jared Goff that he's sitting here, okay, opposite Mayfield. Because Goff, as we know, got smacked around a little bit. And I had talked to plenty of people uh, around the Rams about that situation. And the feeling was basically, how many times can we give you the answer to the test before you're finally going to get something done with Jared Goff? In other words, did did they feel like maybe he just wasn't getting it? wasn't all that bright with how he was handling it. Maybe that was the case, but he's gone here and whatever Ben Johnson has done with him has made Ben Johnson an incredibly attractive candidate as a head coach because you took that guy and you've made him what he is and it's it's great for Goff. I actually believe for Goff, even though he's already beaten the Rams, there's still more to gain for him and even though um Mayfield's gonna be up for a contract too and he's kind of saving his career, it's actually a little bit more on the line here for golf.
2: I'd say so because yeah. golf is it's gonna be an interesting question. I don't doubt that Detroit's not gonna give him a contract this offseason, but you are gonna have to behind closed doors have a conversation about all right, we're about to lose Ben Johnson. Yeah. How much of this is Ben Johnson, right? Like how mm-hmm. much of Jalen Hurts was Shane Steichen because his production fell off dramatically this year lots of turnovers not nearly as many big plays I know he was hurt but that comes with the territory with Jalen Hurts so if you're going to lose Ben Johnson can you afford to spend a lot of money on golf knowing that mm, is there a concern that the next guy might not be able to get the most out of him now maybe the next guy will get just as much out of him because golf has turned the corner and he's gotten a lot better with his development only the Lions really know that a lot to gain here a game that should be won, setting up a match most likely in San Francisco against the Niners where he grew up, fascinating. Just fascinating to me. A real opportunity as the face of that franchise who just watched their former quarterback go to L.A. and win a Super Bowl, Goff having the chance to step in and say, you know what? You guys didn't end up getting a bad deal either. I'm here for Detroit. I'm here to win this game. He's got a lot to gain, but but Mayfield going in there and winning this game we start talking about total resurgence because he's a big dog here. Okay, does Mayfield
0: have more to gain in terms of the finances and the belief in him long term?
2: I Mayfield had gotten to a point prior to just recently where it looked like he was headed for career journeyman slash backup. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, You're going to be the placeholder until we find the guy. That's the best you're going to get or you're going to be a solid number two for the rest of your career. That's what it looked like for him. Remember, Cleveland to Carolina to the Rams to Tampa. You don't do that with great quarterbacks. No. This is a chance for him to reestablish himself as a true franchise guy, get the long term deal, and for Tampa Bay to say, we're good at that position. We can look to build elsewhere. I think there's more for him, not just financially, in terms of his place in the NFL. Golf's gonna be the franchise of Detroit, whether he wins or loses this game.
0: We're gonna talk about this on on playoff preview with the pros this weekend. Uh, with Canty and Harry Douglas. If I were the Buccaneers right now, I look at my draft coming up. I am not going near a quarterback, even though they're right now sitting at 20. That number can drop based on what happens with the playoffs. They're right now sitting right around 20, uh, maybe a little bit lower. And if that's the case, are you going to have somebody slide like a J.J. McCarthy, a Michael Penix. Oh, next. Yeah, where you would draft that guy and keep Mayfield around, see, I wouldn't do that right away because if Mayfield, even if he doesn't win this week, the Bucs need a few other things. If Mayfield plays well enough, he's already won last week. He's already done a good job for me. I'm going to try to... If somebody else wants to throw a ton of money at him, okay, then we'll talk about it because free agency is before the draft. If I can talk to Baker about a more manageable deal over a year to over two years or so. I might do that and try to help myself in other areas and really give myself a chance to contend next year.
2: Mayfield or golf, you start with one of them today and you build everything up around them. Who would you rather do that with? Mayfield. Mayfield, wow. I thought it was going to be golf very quickly. No. You went the, to
0: Mayfield very and the, quickly. And the reason is that kind of what I touched on earlier. I think he's more adaptable to have more success under different coordinators because he's been through it. Goff has been through it too. But it's a fair question about Ben Johnson right now. It's a very fair question and this might be unfair, I still go back to Sean McVay's read on him I have to trust Sean McVay with the level of offensive mind he is.
2: Yeah, that's very fair I mean, if you're going to get a consultant on golf that's probably the best consultant on golf
0: Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80 we are presented by Progressive Insurance tune into college basketball action tomorrow, Texas hosting Baylor, coverage begins 11.30am Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The biggest story come Monday morning will be blank. We fill in the blank next on ESPN Radio.
1: This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
4: The Red Hot Packers will try to take down the top seed in the 49ers. Can Jordan Love pull off another upset this time in San Francisco? The youngest playoff roster since 1974.
1: Touchdown, Jordan
2: all these young wide receivers and tight ends it's like a college football team they all come in together and they're all growing together and that's a beautiful thing and that's what makes them infinitely dangerous
3: the sky's the limit for this team man what are they going to say now that's the kind of the motto we got in the locker room
2: right now people count us out and we just block out the noise and show up every week
0: i tell you what there was probably not another quarterback this year that there were going to be more eyes on as to whether or not he was the answer than Jordan Love because of the Aaron Rodgers trade last offseason, and now this dude is in the divisional playoff weekend and going to San Francisco, and if he does it again, what's the conversation Monday if the Packers actually win? Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. What What is the conversation Monday if the Packers
2: Actually win, and Jordan Love plays at a high level again. Here's the conversation. Fire the Chicago Bears into the sun. Because if they're about to head from Favre into Rodgers into Jordan Love, that franchise can go ahead and just leave football. And the Detroit Lions made it to the divisional weekend. The, Lion, the Lions have gotten competent. The Vikings— No,
0: that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, the, the Packers are, are, to the Lions' point— Against the Bears, the Lions have finally gotten yeah. competent. We're not.
2: Yeah, like the Lions have kind of figured it out. They're moving in the right direction. The, the Vikings are in the weeds, but they put some wins up. The Bears are stumbling around. Well, we don't know what we're going to do. I mean, do we keep Justin Fields or do we trade him? Let's interview Cliff Kingsbury, who's had very little success anywhere and try to figure out if that's going to work for us because Caleb Williams and him are friends. Like, that's the Bears right now. The Bears watching the Packers immediately once again move into serious contention. you got to fire the Bears off into the sun. And I love the great city of Chicago. Okay,
0: that aside, though, is this going to be more about Jordan Love and his greatness? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, come on, man. He goes to San Francisco and takes out the Niners. You have to remember something. The Niners owned Aaron Rodgers towards the end of his time in Green Bay. Owned him. They host them in the NFC Championship game back in, I think it was 2019 that season when the Niners went to the Super Bowl. They blasted Rodgers and the Packers. And that was a relatively young team playing with Rodgers. It wasn't expected that they would win. But then it was, what, two years later? Rodgers in the cold, hosting the Niners, divisional round. I think Green Bay may have been the one seed there. They're in a great situation. Here come the Niners off that Dallas win, and they block a punt late, and they score a touchdown in a game where Rodgers and his offense did nothing in that game. So now for Jordan Love to step in and find a way to get past the Niners immediately when the Niners have their best possible shot of winning this whole thing since it started under Kyle Shanahan, that's just going to rub people. That's going to rub Rodgers the wrong way. I'm sure he'll say all the right things, but that is just, that's a beautiful storyline right there. Here's, really
0: juicy. Here's Lafleur on love and his leadership this season.
3: He's true to who he is. Uh, he, he's not trying to be somebody he's not. I think he's a genuine person. I think that's easy to follow. He's a guy that's absolutely committed to this team puts everything he has into this thing, and I've been super impressed. He just, the more he's out in front, the more comfortable he's he's gotten, and um, I think he does a great job, not only leading the offense, but as a leader of this football team.
0: Yeah, it's all great that, having said that, if they win, there will be conversations about Jordan Love. There's going to be a lot more conversations about the 49ers going in the tank. Oh. That's going to be more about negativity towards San Francisco and Shanahan than anything else.
2: Well, then Shanahan moves into that Marty Schottenheimer type category where you do an excellent job during the regular season, but you can't close. I mean, Marvin Lewis was like this. Now, Shanahan's had success. He's been to a Super Bowl, but Marvin Lewis used to have very good Bengals teams year after year after year. And he did that with, let's be honest, he didn't have the budget that a lot of other people were working with. Mm -hmm. The Bengals had to take a lot of risks on questionable guys because they couldn't get great talent At high prices. They had the fine guys who could play well, but came with some red flags. There's a lot of guys like that throughout Cincinnati's history. Lewis could win in the regular season, but couldn't win a damn game in the playoffs. I think he was 0-7 lifetime. Shanahan's clearly much better than that, but this is the year for Shanahan. There are three very distinct storylines for people who need to take the next step. Shanahan needs to take the next step and finally win this thing. Lamar Jackson needs to take the next step and finally win in the playoffs. And Josh Allen needs to take the next step and finally beat Patrick Mahomes. Those are the three guys that everyone's watching. It's time for those three to elevate from their current status. And all three are capable of doing it. I actually think you can throw Purdy into that. Because while he's only
0: in his second year, like if Brock Purdy goes and loses this game, I think it says a lot more about Shanahan, too. In other words, it, it negatively will affect Purdy, it will negatively affect Shanahan even more because Purdy will be involved in not playing well in this game.
2: you got to assume if Purdy completes 80% of his passes with four touchdowns and no picks, the Niners aren't losing that game. They're not going to lose a shootout where he plays perfect. (laughs) He would have to make mistakes, like we saw in the Baltimore game, where the Niners are put in a spot where they're playing from behind, they're very uncomfortable playing from behind, that's not how they're built, and now the opposing defense knows they're going to throw so they can sit back and they can pick off the offense. Isn't it odd
0: that the 49ers are not built for that either?
2: With the weapons that they have on offense? They love to run the ball. I know. With all the misdirection and all the play action. Got Kittle. When you're on defense and you can't project what's coming, it can be anything. When they know you have to throw, they don't have to buy into any of the play action. They can just sit back and nickel and dime and they can cover.
0: But they've got Kittle and Ayuk and, and Debo weapons. Samuel. Like They should be able to do that. You would think. Even Jennings isn't a bad receiver. I'll tell you. I'm blown away by that, but
2: do you actually see it happening? Like, who's more likely to get upset, the Niners or the Ravens? First time he's thought about it all week, ladies and gentlemen. the The first time someone presented the which of the two big favorites could possibly lose this weekend, I'd
0: say the Niners. <laughs> I'd say the Niners. Yeah, really?
2: you know what's doing it to me? And you love CJ Stroud. I do,
0: but you know what's doing it to me? What's that? What the Ravens did to the Niners a few weeks ago. That 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 was not, that was not just a win. That was a beatdown. That was a complete beatdown.
2: I mean, they really they went to their stadium and put it on them on Christmas, and then they turned around and they put it on Miami. That's not easy to do. That is not easy. That type of turnaround is not easy for anyone. You're coming off the biggest win of the season. Normally, that's a flat spot. It's not a spot where you hang fifty plus on a playoff team, and that's exactly what they did in that game. The what? Ravens have answered every bell this year. Their stumbles were early in the season. What story could overshadow that? What the Niners this weekend? Losing? In other words,
0: like is it Josh Allen being horrible? Is it Lamar having a bad game and they're losing? Is it the Lions getting hosed by the refs?
2: I don't think the Lion Tampa Bay game is going to produce the top storyline. I just don't think those teams have the media firepower. They don't have the juice. Yep. The Niners getting upset is huge. The Ravens getting upset is huge. It feels like no matter what, the story's coming from that Chiefs game. It's coming from that Chiefs game. Either Allen can't get past – got to blow up the bills because Allen can't get past Mahomes, or up oh, – is it all over for Mahomes? Like, that's going to be the story if they lose. Is this the end of Mahomes? Because I've already heard people flirt with this. Really? Like, Mahomes 1.0. Like, is is Super Bowl window 1.0 for the Chiefs about to come to a close? Yeah, that that's – that that's got to be a tough spot to See, have uh, your first of many Super Bowl windows come to a potential close.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know about that one. I, for me, it's if the Packers actually won, it, the Forty ers losing that game could get overshadowed by Allen losing at home again and being bad.
2: The Niners are lucky that if something goes wrong, they play Saturday. That's that's a good point. That's the bailout. Sunday is what leads. That's a
0: great point. We can absolutely see something of catastrophic
2: fashion on Sunday, and everybody forgets a day later what happened to us. That's like the motivating factor in the locker room when you're going into that Bills game. If you're like a star linebacker, you got to be able to say, look, everyone, this is the last game of the weekend, which means it's a top story on first take tomorrow. (laughs) I will not be on first take tomorrow being slandered by Stephen A. and Shannon Sharp. It will not happen. And it's like, you know what? This guy's freaking right. I'm not getting slandered by those two. That's like the motivation. After the game, you know, what really drove you, Josh, to the big performance against Patrick Mahomes? I just, I I really didn't want to lead first take today in a negative way. I didn't want Greenberg talking about how I'm not immortal. I didn't want Carlin and Joe doing a full hour on how it's never going to happen for us. I'll tell you what, if he does that,
0: if he says, I can't hear from Carla to Joe again on me, you know, then great. That's our entire show for the I'll next like three that. weeks.
2: Thanks for listening.
0: Absolutely. Texans and Packers both getting nine and a half at, at the top seeds this weekend. Is either one a good bet? Hmm. It's next. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
1: Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's Knows Pros. versus Joe. Pizza Money Alert.
3: Pizza Pizza.
2: All right, we got three more we're gonna rip through here. Number one, Baltimore minus five and a half in the first half against the Texans. Uh Baltimore's rested. They're at home. I think the Texans are a bit overvalued in this game. All back-to-back, solid performances, but two indoor games against average defenses. This is an outdoor game against a very good defense. C.J. Stroud down two of his top weapons at wide receiver. The running game is suspect at best. Ravens minus five and a half in the first half over the Texans. In the same game, C.J. Stroud, yes, to throw an interception, minus 150. I see them playing from behind. I see him having to throw quite a few passes in this game. I think at least once he will be picked off because, again, the Ravens are going to know it's coming, and two of his top wide receivers are out. And then finally, in the same matchup, Devin Singletary running back Houston Texans under 16 and a half receiving yards. This is a big number. He's only hit this in a small handful of games this season, but they inflated the number at the book because they think due to the wide receiver injuries, Singletary's going to end up getting more looks and more touches and more action in the passing game. Singletary's used more not in the passing game, number one, for lack of a better way to put that. And in addition to that, He's in the game when they have a lead, not when they're playing from behind, which is likely what's happening here. So the final three pizza monies. Ravens first half, minus five and a half. C.J. Stroud, yes, interception, minus 150. Devin Singletary under 16 and a half receiving yards.
1: We've got the odds. Want a bet? Oh, great. Is it a good bet? I like those odds. Or is it a bad bet?
3: Take my money,
0: take it off. Well, it's always good to try to figure out whether or not it's a good bet or a bad bet. Where we are going to bestow upon you our knowledge, and you can promptly fade it. Yes. Carlin true. versus Joe, ESPN Radio. I'm just giving you the answers to the test there and what's wise to do.
2: If it's a Joe Fornball NBA pick this week, you want to go the other direction. It's been not been a, a good week NBA on that week. front,
0: especially when you were red hot. But fortunately, most of these will have to do with the NFL, I believe. As we turn it over to Evan Wilder to host Good
5: Bet, Bad Bet all right the texans are getting nine and a half at the ravens taking the points in the texans nine and a half good bet or a bad bet joe bad bet
2: i like the ravens here i think if you're playing the texans you got to get 10 10 was out there 10's a key number if you like him it's 10 but i think they're in a tough spot this weekend they're going to be playing from behind baltimore's rested uh Lamar Jackson, I just did the first half bet. Lamar Jackson in the first half against the spread for his career, 67%. I think the Ravens jump on him in this game and it's going to be tough for the Texans to come back.
0: Uh, Bad bet. I would absolutely take the the Ravens in this spot. And for many of the reasons that you just said, the only thing that scares me about it is a potential late touchdown for a backdoor cover. But I like the Ravens too much here to be too worried about that when the number is not larger than this.
5: Next. How about the Packers? They're getting 9.5 at the top seed 49ers in the NFC. The Packers plus 9.5. Good bet or a bad bet?
0: Uh, Also going to go bad bet here. Uh, 49ers, all the rest, I have to give them the benefit of the doubt here. Outstanding defense. And frankly, the Packers defense, which did a nice job last week, To me, still not that great. And that game was more about the fact that they were able to throw up 48 points on the Dallas Cowboys. The 49ers, they will be prepared for this game. It's a bad bet.
2: Yeah, nine and a half bad bet. But if it's 10, again, not a bad bet there. If you're going to play the Packers, some of the market has 10. It could go back to 10 by tomorrow when the public gets involved in that game. But it's all about playing key numbers, getting good prices. You're shopping here, okay? If you have two beautiful pieces of prime rib next to one another identical and one's going for thirty dollars and one's going for sixty eight which one are you going to buy the thirty dollar one it's the better value same piece of meat same cut prepared exactly the same it's thirty eight dollars less that's the value you got to treat point spreads like prime rib treat point spreads like prime rib carlin versus joey ESPN radio
5: you're welcome We're going to go get lunch next. Yeah, I'm I'm starving. That
2: was a huge mistake. That was a terrible analogy.
5: Jordan Love over one and a half touchdown passes. Good bet, bad bet, Joe. I'd play that one. I think that's a good bet. The Niners' weakness is their secondary. And
2: if the Packers are going to be nine and a half or ten point dogs, the game script could be them playing from behind, which means lots of throwing, which means taking some shots down the field. If you can get yourself at least one in the first three quarters, there's a chance late in the game if you're getting blown out, the Niners just kind of let you willy-nilly work your way down the field, and you end up getting a second. And if you're not in that situation, it means you've probably played them competitively, which means you probably already have two touchdowns. So I'd play it.
0: Good bet. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a great bet. I don't think it's a good bet because it's minus 135. Well, we got to lay a little
2: candy there. Yeah, as you say. do. Little candy.
0: And that's a problem for me. Uh, I... If, it's, if we're right at minus 115, minus 110, uh, I'm on board with it. That's a little tiny bit too much juice to give me uh, to have to work with against the 49ers defense.
5: Even though you're right, if there is a weak part of it, it is the secondary. I'm going to say bad bet there, Evan. Next. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, longest rush over 16.5 yards. Good bet or bad bet, Carl? Oh,
0: gimme, 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 gimme. Yeah, I'm on board with that yeah. one. I think Lamar Jackson is absolutely going to have a a rush that goes 17 yards or more in this game. It feels like one of those games where he could find himself more than once with a whole lot of running room in front of him. As we detailed earlier, his speed outdoes the speed of most defenses. I absolutely think that's a great bet.
2: Outside of an injury, the only thing that hurts us here is if Baltimore gets up comfortably early in this game and then Jackson plays smart and conservative and doesn't take the risk on the ground but I would make that bet I actually had not considered that bet now that you've proposed that bet I'll be making that
5: bet official pizza money bet or no Take it easy. It's it's. I, I can't
2: just willy-nilly throw it in the pizza money. I haven't researched enough. I don't even know if you're giving me the right price on it. I'm assuming you are.
0: But yeah. we established earlier you sell it good enough with your delivery that yeah. that research doesn't mean anything.
2: Official pizza money selection, number eight, Lamar Jackson, longest rush over 16 and a half yards. What's the juice? I want to make sure I'm accurate here. Minus 115. Okay, that's good. Yep.
5: Over 16.5, longest rush. All right, it's documented. Next. All of these bets, of course, from ESPN Bet. Josh Allen over a half interception. So, Josh Allen to throw an interception. That is minus 105. Carlin, good bet or bad bet? Oh, gimme.
0: Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You
2: really didn't even need to ask. Him.
0: You did not. Minus 105? Oh, my God. I right, Eat that up right now with a spoon. Nom, nom,
2: nom. Is that a five-star max bomb? It might be. A whale play? Might my- was it a fat joke? No. the whale, In <laughs> Vegas, you're known as a whale. The big whales, spending lots of money.
0: It ain't just in Vegas. Also a Listen, fat joke. I shouldn't have to explain this, okay? But I will anyway. The, uh, Steve Spagnuolo is a tremendous postseason defensive coordinator. I think he's going to force a turnover from Josh Allen because he does love to bring pressure, and I know that will force Allen to run a little bit more. But I, I, I love Spags in this spot to be able to force one turnover from Josh Allen through the air. Great bet.
2: I would bet INT props. Yes, INT props on Josh Allen, CJ Stroud. uh, I'm already blanking. I would bet it on golf. I would bet it on Mayfield. I put it on both those guys as well, and I'd consider Jordan Love. But i at least four of the eight quarterbacks. I'd bet yes, INT this weekend.
5: Next. I love how we've called this the best weekend of the of the playoffs. And yet we're putting yes, INTs on all these guys. Yes,
2: INTs. Who are the refs going to screw? Triple eight, say ESPN. Like we, we
5: have not done our job hyping up this The 49ers weekend. are an embarrassment if they lose this weekend. Here's what happens
2: on Monday if the Niners
5: lose. <laughs> Last one. Super Bowl exacta. 49ers to beat the Ravens is plus 475 at ESPN. Bet. Good bet. Bad Ooh. bet, Joe. Ooh.
2: I don't like it. I don't like it. Why not? I, I because I, I've been wrestling with this. I've been looking at a lot of these these props, these matchups in the Super Bowl, these what round will a team exit. Like, you can bet the Lions to lose in the next round of the playoffs. You can pick the round and the team. I do not like that one because I don't know if the Niners can get by them.
0: Yeah. I don't know if the rematch is going to go any differently. Listen, the number suckers you in at plus 475. It's nice. It is. The problem is just how soundly they were beaten earlier by the Ravens a few weeks ago.
2: On their field.
0: Yeah, I got to call it a bad bet at this point. Mm.
2: Okay, It's been good I, having you up here. It's been nice
0: being here. I'll be here in a few weeks.
2: Okay. Looking forward to a big Super Bowl week here.
0: Oh, I can't wait. And we got a great one this weekend. Enjoy.
1: Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.
2: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.